We're in the last Sunday of our Undaunted series, when we get the, the fun story of Daniel in the lion's den today. And so we actually get to, to talk about that. So we're going to talk about being faithful today. Um, well, I would get just a, I'm going to ask you guys, just a show of hands, when you had that greeting question today, how many of you found it easier? I know it's, there's so many ways that can be qualified and clarified, but in general, if you had to pick one of the two options, how many of you guys feel like you're, you, you do better, you do more right type of things when things are going well? Okay, so you say, okay, good, good, good. And how many guys, you seem to do better and you're more consistent in things when things are tough and things are hard? Yeah, isn't that interesting? Interesting. It's, it's, a, it's a challenge to be faithful. It's, it's a challenge to do what's, what's right. And, and there's different circumstances for us that foster that. For some of us, it's like when, when, when things go wrong, um, it, it sort of prompts us to, to sort of like show our dependence and get on the straight and narrow. Uh, um, <clears throat> for other folks, when things go wrong or, or certain areas of our life go wrong, then we actually make poor decisions. We get anxious. We get worried. We're like, we may turn away. And other folks will be like, hey, when things are going well, man, I'm in a groove. And I'm just like, I'm loving this. And I'm just doing what's right. And I'm just like zipping. And this is how my life functions. So we, so we all have different ways that we, that we walk and, and make decisions that, 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 are, that are right. And, and, we, and we sort of live out sort of this idea or this model that we want to be. And we, and we grow in this faith that we want to grow in. And so for each one of us, it's different. Um, but I think what's common for us is that we actually want to be people who do what's right. We want to be people who are faithful. We want to be people that, that when folks look on us, they don't say, oh, that person is completely unreliable. You know, that person's going to just like totally bag it on you. We, we all want to be people that are faithful and are known as being faithful. I don't know of anyone who sets out and says, this week I'm going to be unfaithful. This week I'm just going to just, 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 do everything I can to not do things right. You know, and I, I'm, I'm going to do, I, I'm just, that's my goal for this week, is, is just, to, just to fail at every standard and goal I set up for myself. But that's not what we do. We're typically wanting to do what's right. We're wanting to be faithful. We're wanting to be people who... who you know, pursue the things that God puts before us. And, and as believers, we want to be people who are faithful to God. We want to be people who say, hey, I, I, I want to honor him in, in what I do. Um, but that's hard. I don't know about you. I don't have to work at being unfaithful. That comes naturally. But if I want to be faithful, <clears throat> that doesn't come naturally. That's something I actually have to give attention to. I've got, I've got to work at. I've got, I've got to try. And I've got to learn my tendencies and my circumstances of, of you know, when am I better at being faithful? What, what things are, am I wrestling with? I mean, like, I, I'm a detailed person. Okay, I, I'm just detailed, and, and I get nitpick detail. I had the stupidest argument. I shouldn't say stupid, probably. If that's some, your tenant teacher kids not say stupid. I had the most ridiculous argument with my wife yesterday. The most ridiculous. And I'm like going on and I won't let it go. And it's over and, and this minuscule detail that's irrelevant to everything about like what, what hair size clipper we're using to clip the dog. And I'm so sure that I'm right. And I was wrong. You know, I mean, I just went on and on and on and on and on. And I, and I should know, I'm, I'm a detailed person. I've got to just, I've got to make sure everything's right in my mind. I've got to go, well, that's, you know, come on, Tim. You know, you know yourself better than this, you know. But we all have these things that, 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 we, that we, in our life, that we struggle with or, or areas in our life that, that we say, hey, um, 
This is something that, 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 I, that I, I need to give attention to. Um, and so, so I, I do. I, I have certain things in my life that say, hey, I, I want to work on this. You know, like, like for me, one of the things I, I, I wrestle with, anxiety. I say, I, I put all this pressure and expectation on myself, and in my mind, I start to worry. And so I, I sort of just made this saying for myself that, okay, my, my job is to be faithful today and enjoy the adventure God provides. My job is to be faithful today and then to enjoy the adventure God provides. Because I can't control. What I can control is being faithful. I can't control if it's all going to work out the way I plan or the way I intended or the way I want. And I can either see things going the wrong way as disasters and things that, that I can get upset about and frustrated and worried about. Or I can say, hey God, you're in charge. This is an adventure. And you're God. So I'm going to see it as an adventure. You know, so, so, so we all have things that we stress. We all have stuff. And so, uh, you know, it takes intentional effort, at least for me, and I'm guessing it does for you too, to figure out how to be faithful in the day in and day out. The routines, the rhythms, the relationships, the responsibilities. That was a lot of R's. Routines, rhythms, relationships, responsibilities. That's interesting. I usually don't alliterate, but that, was, that just sort of came out. But, <clears throat> but we, we don't typically, you know, it, it takes effort to be faithful in all those things that we do. And so today we're, we have the, the great opportunity to, to see um, an example of faithfulness. And he doesn't tell us all the whys or hows. That's some things about narratives. Narratives don't always explain everything. It's not like a book where it says do A, B, and C because of X, Y, Z. Sometimes they just tell you the story about someone. And that's what the story is today. It's a story about Daniel who is faithful. We see him actually being faithful when it's easy or good. And we see him being faithful when it's hard. We see actually both of them in this same chapter. And then we see God do something through his faithfulness. We see God accomplish something through his faithfulness. Um, and so, and so, so that's what we're going to look at today. So we have this opportunity to look at somebody and see a good model of faithfulness. And my hope is that it will be inspiring for us. Um, that we'll look at the, the, the example of Daniel and we'll go, man, yeah. I want to do that. I want to be that. And I'm going to take some more steps to go in that direction. Because I'm not there yet. But I want to move that way. And that's, what we, that's, that, that's why we get together each week. It's, not, it's, it's just to see how can we, what does God say to us from his word as we seek to grow in him. So my hope is that today, after we come out um, of our time in the word together, that each, each one of us will be able to say, okay God, what are you speaking to me today about being faithful to you? Is there an area when things are going well you want me to be faithful? Is there an area where things are rough you want me to be faithful? Is it I need to open my eyes at how you can use my faithfulness in the midst of these circumstances to impact others? What do you have for me? Because the main point today is we will be faithful. As you know, the last, last few weeks, what I've done is I've tried to take the, the lesson we're taking from Daniel and just sort of make it an affirmation. Make it a statement that say, hey, this is what we're going to do. A couple weeks ago it was, you know, three weeks ago when it, when it was about Nebuchadnezzar's pride, we said, you know, we, we will praise God, not ourselves. We're going to make it about God. Last week we talked about how we're not going to dishonor God. Just like Belshazzar did last week, taking the things that God gave him and using them for himself. And say, hey, no, we're not, we're not going to dishonor God by, by disregarding him with all he's blessed us with. We will, we will not dishonor God. We're going to honor him. And this week, we're just going to just sort of seek to make that affirmation together as a body. Hey, we will be faithful. That's what we want to do. That, that, that's the direction we're going to go. That's the direction we're going to pursue by God's power. And so that, that, that's the point today. So we're going to be faithful because God calls us to faithfulness and he works in and through us as we are faithful. So that's where we're going today. So if you've got your Bibles, you can grab the book of Daniel. It's about this far in. 
And, and we'll, I'll be reading Daniel chapter 6, and I'm going to read the whole chapter, and then we'll walk back through um, and discuss it. Just a little, a little bit, I, I, I forgot to tell this last week, Daniel's life, at this stage he's old. In fact, even last week, the, the first earlier stories of Daniel, when he was really young, he'd just been taken into captivity. Last week, he was pretty old. He, 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 maybe 40, 50 years had passed from the earlier stories to that story. And, and this, this is another story that happens when he's old. Some people say he's in his 80s when, when, this, when this Daniel in the lion's den event occurs. And so now we have a different king in power. So we've gone through Nebuchadnezzar, Belshazzar, and now we're with Darius. So that's how you can tell the time is moving. And so I'll read chapter 6. And just notice, just notice as I read... You'll pick up some repetitions like the law of the Medes and the Persians, the law of the Medes and the Persians, and this that kind of stuff. But just keep an eye out for Daniel's faithfulness and how that's emphasized and what God does in and through that. So just keep an eye on Daniel's faithfulness and how that's described and what happens because of that. So here we go. It pleased Darius to appoint 120 satraps to rule throughout the kingdom with three administrators over them, one of whom was Daniel. The satraps were made accountable to them so that the king might not suffer loss. Now Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities, the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. At this, the administrators and satraps tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel in his conduct of government affairs. And they found so many that they couldn't make up a list. And so, no, sorry, but no, but they were unable to do so. So I'll read that again. So, so after this, the administrator said, I was trying to find grounds for charges against Daniel and his conduct of government affairs, but they were unable to do so. They could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt nor negligent. Finally, these men said, we will never find any basis for charges against this man, Daniel, unless it has something to do with the law of his God. So these administrators and satraps went as a group to the king and said, May King Darius live forever. The royal administrators, prefects, satraps, advisors, and governors have all agreed that the king should issue an edict and enforce the decree that anyone who prays to any god or human being during the next 30 days, except, no one should pray to any of those guys except to you, your majesty. If anyone does, they shall be thrown into the lion's den. Now, your majesty, Issue the decree and put it in writing so that it cannot be altered in accordance with the law of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be repealed. So King Darius put the decree in writing. Now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the window opened towards Jerusalem. Three times a day he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God just as he had done before. Then these men went as a group and found Daniel praying <laughs> and asking God for help. So they went to the king and spoke to him about his royal decree. Did you not publish a decree that during the next 30 days anyone who prays to any god or human being except to you, your majesty, would be thrown into the lion's den? The king answered, The decree stands in accordance with the law of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be repealed. Then they said to the king, Daniel, who is one of the exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you, your majesty, or to the decree you put in writing. He still prays three times a day. When the king heard this, he was greatly distressed. He was determined to rescue Daniel and made every effort until sundown to save him. Then the men went as a group to, the king, to King Darius and said to him, Remember, your majesty, that according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, no decree or edict that the king issues can be changed. So the king gave the order 
And they brought Daniel and threw him into the lion's den. The king said to Daniel, May your God, whom you serve continually, rescue you. A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the rings of the nobles, so that Daniel's situation might not be changed. Then the king returned to his palace and spent the night without eating and without any entertainment being brought to him, and he could not sleep. At the first light of dawn, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den. When he came near the den, he called out to Daniel in an anguished voice, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to rescue you from the lions? Daniel answered, May the king live forever. My God sent his angel and he shut the mouths of the lions. They have not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight, nor have I ever done any wrong before you, your majesty. The king was overjoyed and gave orders to lift Daniel out of the den. And when Daniel was lifted from the den, no wound was found on him because he had trusted in his God. At the king's command, the men who had falsely accused Daniel were brought in and thrown into the lion's den, along with their wives and children. And before they reached the floor of the den, the lions overpowered them and crushed all their bones. Then King Darius wrote to all nations and peoples of every language in all the earth, May you prosper greatly. I issue a decree that in every part of my kingdom, people must fear and reverence the God of Daniel. For he is the living God and he endures forever. His kingdom will not be destroyed. His dominion will never end. He rescues and he saves. He performs signs and wonders in the heavens and on the earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. So Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Isn't that a great story? It's just, it's just a powerful story of, of a man's faithfulness um, and God's provision. And so my hope is that as we look at this, we'll be encouraged to be faithful as well. Now, as the, as the story sets up, you know, Daniel's in charge and he's in government and he's one of the top people. And you know, the story goes on, it says in, you know, verse 3, Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators by his exceptional qualities, the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. So that's the deal. He's already over, like he's like one of three, and he's about to become the man even more so. Okay, and so, so the, the, the response of the other guys is, um, verse 4, the administrators and satraps tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel and his conduct of government affairs, but they were unable to do so. I mean, that is such a miracle. Right? Government affairs, no corruption. <laughs> right? And what's interesting, it says, they could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt nor negligent. I mean, that's amazing. A lot of times corruption is, is hard to avoid in government is because you get power. And when you get power, it's really hard not to use the power for your own benefit. And so you either get corrupt and you use things to sort of benefit yourself and those close to you. you know, or another option is you can become negligent and you can only deal with those things that you're concerned about. So negligence is, you know, is, just, is just neglecting things, right? And so he says he's trustworthy, neither corrupt nor negligent. And he's the third highest dude in the empire. Think about that for a second. That's astounding. 
So here you have people digging into his life, looking, you know, opposition research, you know, looking at everything they can do, clawing back all the stuff, and they can't find anything. That to me is really humbling. Because I'm sure people could find stuff on me. That, that to me, I'm like, man, I, I want to be like Daniel. So Daniel, in his mainstay, in his main body of responsibility, he was faithful. So your mainstay of responsibility, it may be being a student in school. It may be being in fifth grade. It may be being in ninth grade. It may be being in high school. Whatever. It may be being in college. You, it may be being at home as a mom. It may be in, in the workforce as a mom. It may be at home as a dad. It may be in the workforce as a dad. It, it may be in the office. It may be wherever. It may be on the road. Where your mainstay of responsibilities are, are you being faithful? Am I being faithful? Am I being trustworthy? Am I avoiding both corruption and negligence? That's hard. That's so stinking hard. Because we're sort of corrupt inside. And, and we want to do things that, 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 that give us an edge that are for our benefit and to the harm of others. Or we only want to give attention to those things that will benefit us or that we like. So we, 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 are, we, are, we just tend towards corruption and negligence. <laughs> you know? But I, I love this example of Daniel that, that, that he is neither. Even while things are going good. He's at the height of success and he says, I'm going to live a life, you know, that is, neither, that is trustworthy, neither corrupt nor negligent. So I'm going to set that up. He didn't tell us how yet. But that's what he's doing. And so I want us to set that out there as an example, as a model, and say, hey God, is there somewhere in my life where I'm not being trustworthy? Is there somewhere in my life where I'm, I'm being negligent? Is there somewhere in my life where I'm being corrupt? And I, I, I don't want to do that. I want to be faithful. I want to be faithful. But he goes on. So these guys, what is it, what, I think sort of a clue to how he does this comes to the next sentence where he talks about in verse 5. He says, finally these men said, we will never find any basis for charges against this man Daniel unless it has something to do with the law of his God. <laughs> Think about that. He said, you know, the character issues aren't going to work. His job responsibilities, his main functions, we're not going to be able to get him on anything because he's doing it just right. But he is completely committed to his God. His God is not of our culture. And so I can, we can probably find something having to do with his faith. Because he is committed to the law of his God. Wow. Again, I get chills just thinking about that. You know, oh, to be that kind of person that they'd say, man, they are so committed to their God. That he's their first priority, even if it's in conflict with our culture. And so that's what I'm going to go after. And that's what he does. That's what the, all these guys do. They, de they deceive the king. And you can see the next sentence. He says, you know, when, they, when they go talk to the king, you know, may King Darius live forever, verse 6. Um, and they go as a group, obviously without Daniel. Um, and verse 7, they say, The administrators, prefects, satraps, advisors, governors have all agreed. Did they all agree? 
No, Daniel. I mean, like number three, the guy who's next to be number one was sort of conveniently left out of this discussion. Um, <clears throat> and they say that the king should issue this, dec- this decree, this edict, that anybody who prays to any human being in the next three days, except to your majesty, should be thrown in the lion's den. Now, put it in writing. You know, so that, you know the story. But they all come, they, they trick the king. They basically say, Daniel, and all, we've all agreed to this, do this, because we want to honor you. And they know that Daniel will not obey. So they get it in writing, they get it locked in, this whole Medes and Persian thing that can't be adjusted, you know, it can't be repealed, it can't be revoked, it can't be nullified, it's got to happen. So they get it all set up. And so, and so, so here's the deal, so, so Daniel's been faithful when things are going well, right? He's been faithful when he's been in power, he's been faithful when he's been rising in influence, and, he, and, and he's been growing in, in, in his oversight and responsibilities, he's been faithful. Now what is he going to do? Now, all the leaders are against him. Now, they've issued this decree that will cost him his life. So now things aren't going so well. So what's he going to do? Verse 10. When Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened towards Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to God, just as he had done before. (laughs) Isn't that incredible? He says, hey, I pray to God. That's what he's called me to do. That's what I'm going to do. So, he, he, so he's committed to pursuing God and to following God, even though things aren't going right. And I love it. These men, it's so funny. They go as a group. They found Daniel praying, asking God for help. How dare he? What a vicious, horrific, you know, Damaging crime. How many of you guys have been punished for praying? I mean, how many people have set a prayer trap for you? <laughs> Inspecting closely to find you when you're praying. And then to punish you if you do. No one's done that for you, I don't think. If your parents do, let me know and I'll talk to your parents. <laughs> okay. But, but seriously, Daniel's so committed to the law of his God... That he's going to follow God. I mean, and what, 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 what writings did Daniel have? Daniel had much of the Old Testament. In fact, you'll find out in Daniel 9, he even had the book of Jeremiah. Because right? he has that book, but he has at least the words of Jeremiah because he, he's like praying in Daniel 9, he's reading Jeremiah's words. And he's like, oh, we're only supposed to be in captivity for 70 years. God, please rescue us out of captivity. He, he's a man reading God's word. He's a man committed to the law of God. And that's how he's faithful. And that's just one of the things I, I just want us just to sit on a little bit. Sometimes, sometimes we're just silly. Sometimes we go, oh, I want to be faithful. I want to be this person of faithfulness. I want to do this. And, 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 it, and it's like, like sometimes you wear that little band that says, what would Jesus do? I want to do what Jesus would do in this situation. Which is a great thing to make that decision. Okay? But let me ask you a question. If I went to a college basketball team or a pro basketball team and I got out there and I said, you know, can I play for you? And they would all say no. But let's say they said yes. And I got out there and I'm playing and I, and I got the ball. I say, what would Michael Jordan do? Could I do it? No! You know, if I'm dribbling down and I got two guys, I'm, I'm double teamed. What would Michael Jordan do? You know, what would Shaquille O'Neal do? What, 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 would, what would, you know, Westbrook do? Could I do it? No! 
I haven't logged in the hours, the practice, the muscle memory, the skill, the knowledge, the whatever else. Just to say on the last minute, what would they do? And to think I'm actually going to be able to do it is the height of foolishness. And we sometimes think our Christian life is the same way. Anytime I can say, oh, what would Jesus do? Then I'll do it now. What would, so, and that's a good step. That's what we're supposed to do. And we do ask God to give us power. And he does give us power. And God calls us to read his word. To obey his word. To memorize his word. To walk day in and day out in his word. To see his faithfulness in times of hardship and things. So that when we get in different circumstances, we go, oh, wow, okay, this is what I do. This is how I act. You know, Dan, when, when David came against Goliath, what does it say? He saw Goliath and what, what did he remember? You remember what he remembered? He remembered when God delivered him from the lion and the bear, or whatever, right? He's like, I can take care of this Goliath dude because God's provided for me in these other times. And that's the way it is for life. We, we, we walk with God faithfully day in, day out. We pursue him day in, day out. And he guides and leads us and he builds on those things in our lives. Yes, God can rescue us in any circumstance. God can do anything. But if we want to be people of faith, then we probably need to be people who day in and day out say, hey, I'm going to follow you, God. And the people around us go, hey, day in and day out, this guy actually follows their God. That's what we see of Daniel. He is faithful to God. The people around him see he's faithful to God. And when things get hard, he's still faithful to God. Okay, it's narrative. I'm filling in blanks. I am not inspired. But I see Daniel faithful to the law of God, praying to God as a pattern of behavior. And I see that lived out in his life. So I would just encourage you and me to say, hey, as we want to be faithful, as we want to grow in faithfulness, a part of that is the day-to-day being faithful. It is the praying, it's the reading, it's the obeying. And seeing God move and act day in and day out in our lives. And the beautiful thing of this story I love is what happens to the king. You know, Daniel is saved. That's incredible. I love it. I mean, the king's all worried. This is totally different from Nebuchadnezzar and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when he was like, I'm so mad you won't bow. This guy, he's like, oh crud, how can I save Daniel? How can I save him? And he can't. The king of the empire can't save Daniel. We're not supposed to miss that. The king of the empire can get deceived and can't protect his most valuable person. But who can? God. And he does in this instance. And then God uses this faithfulness of Daniel to impact the king greatly. The king is Daniel's biggest fan. But he moves beyond being a fan of Daniel to what? A fan of God. Because he sees Daniel's faithfulness in good and bad. He sees God provide. And then he proclaims to his entire kingdom that God is the living God. He endures forever. His kingdom will not be destroyed. His dominion will never end. He rescues and saves. He performs signs and wonders in heavens and on earth. He rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. 
See, not only does God call us to be faithful in the good and bad so that we walk with him and grow in him and enjoy him and honor him, he actually also works through us so that others are impacted as well. So when other people see us faithful in the hard and in the good times, they might come to know this God that we trust as well. So that's my prayer for us. It was like, hey God, I'm going to be faithful. Because you call me to be faithful. And you're, you, heck, if anybody's worthy of someone being faithful to, it's you. The God of all creation who sent his son to die for us. To give us something we could never earn. I'm going to be faithful to you. And I'm going to be faithful to you asking and praying and hoping that you'll work and even use my faithfulness so that others can come to know you and be faithful to you as well. Amen? Let's pray. God, we thank you for the example of Daniel. Thank you for the model of faithfulness. God, we as a community confess to you and to one another, we're, we're, we know we're not faithful. You know we're not faithful. You know the areas that we struggle. And yet you invite us into relationship. You offer us salvation by faith. You put your spirit inside of us and invite us to walk with you in increasing faithfulness day by day. God, help us this week to be faithful. Help us this week to pick an area of our life that we struggle in and say, God, I need your help and I'm going to do some patterns and behaviors and, and practices to be faithful to you. Help us to take active steps. And God, I pray as well that you would, that you would allow us to be people open about our lives, our weaknesses and our failings as well as our strengths, but open about our relationship with you. That we desire to honor you and that may others see our lives, see our faithfulness, see our transparency, and even see the mercy that you give us so that others could come to know you as well. We pray this in the name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen.